Welcome to the first episode of Van Jammin'. This is our uh, our music podcast. We have your three hosts, Alec Maskell, uh, Braden Sunshine, and David Kuhn. And thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, we're starting off a uh, music podcast. Uh, we're just kind of talking about different things in music and honestly, different topics abound. We're not we're not sure yet. But yeah, we'll see what comes yeah. up right now. I, so since this is our first episode, it, it's kind of the it's kind of Alex brainchild, but we've all been into the Grateful Dead for a very long time. You know, well, uh, me more recently than you guys. Okay, but still, uh, like, really, the only last like three years. You've for come me, a long way in three years. Yes, yes. But um, because of our our shared love of their music and their their whole persona and vibe, we decided to get together and and sit down and and record some of our musings about their music and their journey as musicians. So, uh, with that, this is our first uh, edition of that podcast. Hopefully, coming at you a couple of times. And Alec is going to introduce this show that we listened to over the past week just to get prepared yes. for this Tell discussion. Tell us about it, please. Well, actually, so, befo- <laughs> so before, <laughs> before we hop into the show, um, I figured we'll just all, we're all just, we'll go over a little bit quick, like what we all do. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Dave, you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm uh, uh, going into my senior year of uh, music production and technology at yeah, the baby. University of Hartford. Woo! Represent! Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've been playing saxophone for like since fifth grade, um, started playing guitar in high school. Uh, and then in like junior year, I was like, okay, music is what I want to do. Um, but I wanted, I was really interested in the production side of things and the sound design stuff. So I wanted to go more so into that. So yeah, now I'm doing that and I'm, uh, I'm looking for jobs. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you. Go All right, Matt. So my name is Braden Sunshine. I am a. Uh, I guess now I'm a senior at UConn, uh, going for a communications major. Um, yeah, that's my Scholastic record there. Uh, but generally, what I do is I'm a, a full-time professional musician uh playing any anywhere and everywhere that i get to and i've been doing that for about 13 years now so but my my relationship with the grateful dead goes deeper as uh my dad never sang me lullabies per se i mean he did but he sang me like uh ozzy osbourne but mainly grateful dead um like monkey and the engineer ripple like a bunch of all the and he changed a friend of the devil he changed the lyrics to friend of jesus like, I tell you, I'm gonna take my time. A, a friend dad. of Jesus is a friend of mine. <laughs> that's <laughs> that what he did. That sounds about exactly on par. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, but with that, that's my whole background. Yeah, uh, my name's Alec, as we stated. Um, I am entering my senior year as well at Suffolk University up in Boston and studying uh, media and film. Uh, trying to get into screenwriting, directing, really just anything with film. I'm really like obsessed with film. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. and, uh, you know, got, I've always been big into music. Um, I know, I know we've talked a lot about the dead already. I think we might even cover some other, some other bands that we really like on this show. So we're looking to do, yeah, hopefully some pigeons, pigeons, pigeons. gotta get you guys some, to listen to them. Yes. Yeah. Some Dave Matthews band, maybe fish, um, could do some fish, could do some Dave Matthews too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe some Pearl Jam. 
Don't do know. some of that. I'd do some Pearl Jam. Not yeah. a huge fan, but I'll do some Pearl Jam. We there, really, there will be some we thoughts. Really, I think there we can will do be. anything. No, there will be some great we discussion. Should do, yeah. We should do Maggot Brain. We should listen to oh. all of Maggot Brain. Yes. And yes, but that, that but that will be in the future. Yes, let's we'll talk get to about that later. The now. In, in, the, yeah. in the now, basically, as the dead were so famous basically. for you know <laughs> being present in the basically moment. Basically, we uh, well, we just balls. wanted to oh, do yeah. this podcast to combine uh, our video and audio interests and to just come together on a piece and some, a project. We've been great friends for years, and mm-hmm. so here we are. And just oh. general love of music. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. I feel like we should give a little context to where we are, though. Um, so one of the one of the places that really I mean we've always had a a great relationship with music and the, and the Grateful Dead, you know David a little more more so recently. But one thing that really solidified that um that love for that music, uh, at least like it always was solidified to me. But at least in a different concrete type ways. Well, a couple of years ago we all got in this particular van, uh, which is an old retired prison van for fun fact. So there's no door handles on the inside. <laughs> Um, her name is Bertha, named, named after, after the, the song. song. Yes. Yeah. And we took a 3,200-mile road trip around the Great Lakes or a couple of the Great Lakes in the back of this thing with a couple of plywood bunks and uh, and some provisions. And so the, the roof is covered in stickers from other concerts we've been to or places that we've explored to in it. And we figured it would be a perfect little venue for us to get down into the weeds on music that we like because... On that road trip, man, we had some of the deepest, like, you could have won awards for some of the stuff yes. that you came out with oh, yeah. sitting in the back of this van. Yeah. So so I, we figured that this would be a, a fitting environment to uh, foster our first couple episodes of the Van Jammin' podcast. And we mm-hmm. also took this thing up to um, Saratoga on the last the last tour. We yes. stayed a night in Saratoga. And that was fun. That band. was a good jam session, that too. Was, we did, that yes. was a great jam yes. session. I think my favorite, one of my favorite memories in this van um, I mean, there's so many. There's countless. So many. You know, upstate Michigan, um, Ohio. Ohio, uh, Ohio <laughs> oh, Pit yeah. Stop. Ohio, that was yeah. Ohio name. Pit Stop was, um, uh, was an interesting one. Certainly. I always remember driving in downtown Chicago. That was definitely... Yeah, dude, Chicago, to, from that road trip, Chicago still my favorite great. city. Trying to pull this thing into that parking garage, that yeah. was something. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. Detroit was fun. Yes, Detroit yeah. was a good Detroit time, Detroit was, was Detroit, yes. but it was fun. So, yeah. But yeah, so uh, here we are. Yeah. Do we want to do we want to rip into the show? Yeah, let's get right into it. All right. Mm-hmm. I think let, are we done with right the, the uh with intros? Yeah. yeah. Bios. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll we'll yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Cut. Sensi. <laughs> 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 and a slight edit here. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Ready? So um <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm actually. I hate to say this. I'm doing the f- the show history, and I. Oh no, I do have it. Okay. Why do you hate right. to say so, that? I'm curious. Well, I I didn't know if I had the um the date. Ah. For a minute there. So the show that we decided we all had to listen to this show, take some notes on it. Um, we chose "Wake Up to Find Out," which is uh taken from the song "Eyes of the World." Uh, that is a CD of the Nassau Coliseum show in Uniondale, New York, on. March 29th, 1990. A uh, couple couple significant things with this show. Uh, it was the first time the band played with Branford Marcellus, the great saxophonist. Um, they had him on for Birdsong in the first set and then the entirety of the second set. Uh, also, it was uh, part of the very famous Spring 90 tour, uh, which sadly was the last tour featuring... 
uh, pianist Brent Midland. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, yes. man. Which is a, uh, I mean, it's a great show. Yeah, for him, it is a really crazy show. show. Yeah, and he pulls out. And he, some, yeah, some he's stops, arguably he's one of the best. But we'll get into that but later. Sadly, passed away. You know, what was that five, song? Oh, we can five months. We'll do it later. Yes. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah. There, so yeah, we're gonna on there. we're gonna rip into the into so the bit. show here. I'm just gonna read off the set list, I guess, to start, and Go then um, I after I read the set list, I think I want let's let's all let's all talk about some of our favorite moments first, of and the then show? yeah yeah. All right. So uh, the set list first set is Jack Straw, Bertha, We Can Run, Ramble on Rose, When I Paint My Masterpiece, Bird Song, and Promised Land. And then the second set is Eyes of the World, Estimated Profit, Dark Star, Dreams into Space, uh, a Dark Star Reprise, The Wheel, Throwing Stones, Turn on Your Love Light, and a Knocking on Heaven's Door Encore. And I also wanted to say, actually, funny enough, part of the other significance, uh, this show with When I Paint My Masterpiece and Knocking on Heaven's Door has two Dylan songs. And yesterday was Bob Dylan's 80th, uh, 80th birthday, so happy birthday yeah. to Bob Dylan. But yeah, so where do you guys? I'll let uh, we had you start last night, Brady. Yeah, where? What? Do, what was your favorite song on the ooh, on favorite the show? song? Ooh, give me a second. Move your hand. I gotta look at this because there was a lot of really good songs on there. Um, but the thing is, I I'm stuck between. I really like the Bertha. I really liked the We Can Run. Um, it's difficult, man. I would say it's between the mm, the bird song and the we can run, because the bird song is fantastic, especially with with Marcellus oh, on. Oh yeah, his I intro mean, my God. to it, yeah, so good. But we can run. Brent is just like pulling my soul out of my body. Yeah. I mean, it, it the it's, amount of heart that he yeah, puts it gives into me that chills, singing man. is and like it's just. The way he does it in particular, he's got a tone, he's got a stylistic tendency, he's he's got an emotional, he's got an ability to evoke uh, that a lot of people lack, and I, I, I appreciate yeah. that, especially in that song. And he's oh, burning yeah. the keys on that oh song. Oh my god, the oh, whole yeah. show, man, he's ripping. You want to go next? That's a hot. Know? That's a hot take. I'm not gonna lie. We're gonna have to come back. Uh, no, to that. I know, because I know, yeah. I know you had some no thoughts second, on the no second set songs for that one. I'm gonna w- let's. You had you some thoughts on the yeah, we know where you're going. So okay, well, we know yeah. exactly okay, where so you're going. My, so go ahead. I have a list here of the best songs, and there I have a, uh, I have five, um, that I I couldn't really decide, but I think I can decide now. Um, it would it would be Bird Song, Eyes of the World. Uh, I thought the Jack Straw was great. Um. I did like the Dark Star, although I think it's not the best Dark Star. It's nowhere near the best. But um, I also really like the drums. I think the drums was awesome. And were we doing like least favorites or ones that maybe disappointed us? I was like, whatever you wait, can we do that? Whatever you guys want to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna input that real quick. (laughs) Uh, my probably Ramble on Rose would be my like the one that I was kind of disappointed. I didn't hate it. But I was disappointed with it, where okay. I kind of was like, eh. It was, dis- was kind of lacking, you know? Yeah. I was disappointed with Promised Land. Mm. I liked it. See, it was ripping, but see, like... See, I have that as one of my surprises. Times. The ones really? that I was kind of like, ooh. See, I normally don't like that song, I but like I was like, ooh, this is kind of interesting. Mm. Yeah. See, we're going to have good discussions on this. Yes. I'm going to... I actually... I'm surprised you didn't mention... It, you Did you say the eyes? 
Yeah, that was okay, the first I one I said. I'm, I'm sorry. That's I'm probably. I think that is. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one I said. That's my favorite. And then Bird Song's like number two. Okay. Yeah, Bird Song was so I, I got to say, I know um, it's it's hard to pick a favorite on this on this show. There's a lot of there's a lot of good ones. Um I'm going to I'm going to be honest, I would agree with you about the Dark Star um that it's not the best. To me, I think the Dark Star on this album was like the the high moment. That was the moment where I felt like they they really like came together in a way. And not that that was the best moment that like that uh, Branford came together with them, but there was just something. There's just something about that song where I really felt it like it melded, and it was for me the high point on this album. I don't know if it was my favorite. I actually would agree. I think that the Bird song is the best. I think that that Bird song when he first comes out and just all the way through is. Like it stands out. We seem to have a consensus on that particular that one. That bird song is phenomenal. Song. Yes, phenomenal bird song. Um, the bird. <laughs> I said that out of the mic, so you can't. I I think no. The, I wanted to the, use that for later. Other than the bird song and the dark star, um, I would agree with you on the eyes. I think the eyes is one of the shining moments on this thing. I loved the estimated. The estimated profit. Uh, that was pretty See, good. I'm where, not gonna lie, I did like that. That's where we're I, gonna I liked the estimated, but I didn't think it was. Yes. Honestly, it was kind of to me. It was one of the lower-ish points. Fair enough. Um, it slowed down. There, there were a lot on this. It just thing it didn't great. feel as tight, you know, as like mm, as yeah. eyes, there, eyes, because af- maybe it was just coming off of eyes of the world. I think I think where, the like, energy of eyes is better than the energy in the estimated profit. Yeah, and I think that's why yeah. maybe I'm I'm a little more like. I, don't, I, I didn't really like the estimated as much. So I think I'm personally going to go Birdsong, Eyes, Dark Star, Estimated for my top four. Um, and I will just, I guess my honorable mention, I don't know if I have a disliked the most. I guess the Throwing Stones, but like I'm just not as like into that song. It's not really even That's so fair. much the version they played. Um, I, I think that the one that I really did enjoy, although I love this song and it's not the best, but um, I'll just throw it in there because you guys didn't, was the masterpiece when I pay my masterpiece. Mm. I, I, liked, I really like that song, but I'm, I, that version didn't yeah. grab me as yeah, much as others. I wasn't, Fair yeah. But I yeah, really, really like that song a lot. Yeah, it's Bobby. Yeah. I can understand that. It's good. Okay, so well, I was going to bring that up. The whole show, Bobby was in this weird seesaw form. He was either on point or he was just on the ragged edge. Mm. And, and in certain songs, that played to his benefit. In certain songs, it played to his, his detriment. You know, sometimes he could use the rasp, and sometimes it was he wanted to be clear. See, I would say uh, um, Masterpiece, specifically, mm. um, Bobby's voice kind of goes through that yeah, multiple it, times. Exactly. Because I have written down here, like, Bobby's singing. I, in that song specifically, <laughs> I, mean, I was like, Bobby's singing is great. He really is at the perfect age slash maturity for his voice. Mm. But I think that was because like the early parts of the song, it's a little rough. Mm. It is. It's a rough intro. And I honestly, that's kind of how I felt for a lot of the songs on this album. It felt like it took them a minute to get into the songs. I would agree with that. Um, I would agree with that. They're arthritic at this point. (laughs) See, I would argue. (laughs) I think I think I liked Bobby more on the masterpiece than I did on Promised Land personally. Ooh, I'm not sure. I did. Yeah, like, I was I, gonna I like say yes, but I'm not sure. Land. 
Yeah, I, I would have too. probably yeah. agreed with you a few days ago, but I think listening to it again. You, you yeah, know who I really recently. liked on The Promised Land? Mm-hmm. I like Jerry. Yes. Even mm. though that sounds dumb in the back, he's just kind of warbling along, honest, but he's going at I it, I did man. not have any moments on this album, um, and I, I know this is kind of, I know this is kind of typical of early '90s to through the '90s, but like I got to be honest, this this album, there's a lot of moments where Jerry's killing it on the guitar, but I had very few moments where his singing was actually like connecting with me. I felt like see, I would say for me, part of the reason I like the Eyes of the World is because he has some of those. He's a little bit better on that. One. Yeah, yeah, he is a little better, and yeah. I think honestly, singing wise, it's one of the better Eyes of the World because. I don't know the Red Rocks one. I don't think the Red. I I don't like the singing on the Red Rocks one. Um, and would you th- say I mean, this is one of the best eyes of the world? Oh yeah. Really? I mean uh, the ones I've listened to. Yes, it's the best eyes of the world I've I've heard. Really? Yeah, it is my favorite. See, Hands I down. I have to disagree Those are some with words. you strongly. It is. It certainly is. But I, you know, I haven't listened to a lot of Eyes of the World. Fair enough. I haven't listened to a ton of them. But well, the one that I know you have heard that I always. I, I, I really think is better than this one. Or I, it's not even that's better. It's just I like it more, I think, is the one off of the 91 Giants show because that opens it and it really just fucking kicks it off and, like, is yeah, the perfect No, opener. I mean, that was the one that, like, introduced me to Eyes of the World yeah. was hearing it on that album. And that is a great Eyes of the World. But I would say that I like this one better because I think the singing Jerry's singing is a lot worse yeah. in the Giants one. Well, the other and thing I think is Jerry's singing was more on point. Yeah. In this one. What is it that he does? If you can describe something that's different, like is because I know I've, I think about it late 90s, Jerry or, or not late 90s, Jerry, like early 90s, Jerry is just kind of I can't visualize as a vocalist i cannot visualize how he technically sets up his body to do it it just kind of comes out of him yeah whereas in the early days you can you can hear it and see him in your mind's eye setting up and hucking those notes out so what do you like about the other eyes of the world that is he more evocative is he is he more animated what about it in in this brings one you in? specific like yeah what yeah, do yeah i like about this one? um i honestly think it's that because on, on Red Rocks, he's not very in tune. Same with the Giants. Mm. And those are really the two big ones I remember the most. Um, and See, this I, one, I like he's the, in tune. I like the boss. <laughs> and I think, I think, it's, I think it's his voice. I don't, and maybe it's something with the sound of his voice mixed with the sound of the saxophone. Mm. Yeah, that I, I, just, I can get with I, that. I think they blend so well together. Yeah. Um, And I, I think that might be it. But there's just something th- that I'm like... You know when you get that feeling inside of you mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you hear, I don't know, a great mm. dead song or something? Or like, mm-hmm. that's what I <laughs> felt every, I feel it every time I hear the eyes. I'm like, oh my God, especially when the saxophone comes in. I'm like, I feel like I, I'm going to come. I think <laughs> my big thing my with sex. Jerry's, my big thing with Jerry's voice on this show is he's got that, he's got like, he's really just in that horse, like he's just horse as fuck. He just sounds hoarse the whole show. I mean, he's been doing no, it for 25 I, yeah, years yeah, at that point. With that, yeah. I See, I also like this is, but this isn't really a fair comparison, honestly. I love like the Boston 77, uh, like the night before Cornell. That eyes is like my favorite, but that's that's a different era, you know? And it I, would, is, yeah. I would say, though, the benefit of this show as opposed to the Giants show for the eyes is that you get Brent. You get Brent on yes. this one. And also, obviously, like, Branford is amazing. It's, on I this. mean, I've said it 
before yeah. um like before the show um but like eyes was meant to have it just sounds like it was meant to have saxophone to me like it's so ugh. Let's let's talk about the saxophone. So let's let's go. Let's Brandford. talk about Branford Marcellus. So yummy, Brandford. yummy. <laughs> Gotta listen to some more shows with Branford Marcellus. I gotta listen I'll to him. I haven't listened to any of his solo stuff. Neither. Or like whatever. I don't like. I don't even know if that's what band he's he, in or whatever. I think it's he a has solo. solo as well. Yeah. Him and his brother do some stuff together. I gotta check it out now. And though, he showed ho- up oh, and man. pulled out every stop. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even also have any. He had no knowledge of. He just got up there and improved. Like that's that's the other thing. He didn't know the yeah. songs, nothing. I, I mean, they were just like probably just like here's the key, do it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I feel like him and Jerry, even though I didn't see it. I mean, there's no visual record of this show. There probably is. I just don't know where it is. I listened to the album on Spotify, but um, I got the intuition that him and Jerry had a very uh, good on stage relation, good off stage relationship, but that's not what yes. I'm talking about. I'm I'm saying I can in my mind's eye see Jerry doing his big old happy jolly Jerry smile at Marcel or at a uh, Branford Marcellus, uh, and him just doing it right back while playing this crazy sax solo. I feel like that whole band is very good at that. But he came in and was immediately a very accepted and and well oiled member of that band, even if he might not have known exactly what he was doing in the moment. He was feeling it exactly the way he should have. Yeah. I think you can definitely hear it. Uh, then yeah. going back and forth, especially on the Dark Star, I would yeah. say in particular, I would agree. you can really hear them like I don't know, just and working with each my, other. And that's like one of my peak really things jamming. about that Dark Star is that yeah. that call and response that they do, yeah. and the layering of like the scales and everything that they're doing. The and I think there's more. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. But um, just real quick, I think. One thing I know we'll get into. I know we want to talk about like the show at the end, and we'll talk about like how the band, like what we overall think of the band's chemistry in this show. But um, one thing I noticed with this show is that I Jerry and Brent are known and and very much love to do that call and response thing where they are really like playing to each other and in almost a way that like I felt in the earlier years Bobby and Jerry were doing more and not that they were doing it any less but he's he he really does that call and response with Brent during those years and I felt like on this album he did it so much more with uh Brantford which was really cool and refreshing yeah I uh, yeah it was great and I think I think I you hear it even sometimes like you hear all three of them just yeah just mixing together and doing call and responses yeah. and just like bouncing off of each other. And I like in terms of like the best performers, um, I think it's, in my opinion, I think it's definitely them three. It's Brent, Jerry and Branford. The kill the oh, show. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. I think if you're, if you're just talking like members, then I would say, uh, Jerry, Brent and, uh, and Bill actually as well i thought the drumming was fantastic mm. on this album phil was i think we all agreed phil was kind of phil was lacking yes yeah. phil had some moments like yeah like just like yeah i think part of why i liked um the estimated a little bit was because i got there's a l- that was kind of the phil moment a little bit he was this way more so yeah me? can you just like yeah. hold it more kind of facing you yes yeah. are you looking sorry <laughs> Well, yeah, I was just—I uh, was looking. Am at I the, the middle one? It's kind of. 
You're the no, top. you're the top one right I'm now. The, I'm you're the middle, a, he's the bottom. You're A, and then B is Brayden, and then D is David. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh, nice. that's actually sick. Very cool. cool. Very clever. Um, Very clever. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, re- I really did like the Estimated Prophet, because especially in the intro, it, it there's a little bit more of that, uh, a little more fit, a little more fill. <clears throat> yeah. No, but I think, I think with Phil, I think it was, I think it was a lot of his, like, I think it was just his tone. I think I think he was going off, mm. and I think he was doing what he normally does. I think it was just hard to hear him because his tone was wasn't as like like lead line focus. I guess it was it was a lot more bassy uh, and not as much like mids to upper mids, which is like generally like you hear you hear him like. You can almost hear him like press down on the strings and like pick, yeah. and you can hear the pick, like a lot, but you couldn't really hear it in this show. Yeah. Um. That's so I true. think that might have just been, it could have just been up like his tone, you know, was just not there, or just different. I'm I'm curious to go into like a few of these songs with you guys. Uh, I know I think you had mentioned the Jack Straw. Um, I was curious to. Th- to hear a little more on that though the intro jack straw that starts the show yes let me get my notes um it's not so very it's it's okay you go no, first. You, no you go for it I, d- I don't have much so i'll just be quick yeah. but it's not a long jack straw and it's not a bombastic you know this is the grateful dead at a live show a 16 minute you know raise the hair on the back of your neck and make you stand up and shout kind of song but it's definitely a good jack straw like I don't want to put it down. Um, it's an it, awesome opener. It really is, but it but it is an opener. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna I'm also gonna be short, so okay. I'll just say real quickly. I liked Mine this. Mine is also short. So I'm <laughs> okay. I mean, okay, but let's not phrase right it that can, way, David, because well, it makes go. it sound like we're talking about well, something. I think else. mine's gonna be more like <laughs> <laughs> cut. <laughs> Ready? We're gonna <laughs> and go. <laughs> All right, and uh, we're back. Jam and podcast. Um, no, I just go, I just want to say with Braden, like I'm kind of with Braden in the sense of like I think it's a good Jack Straw. It's not the best Jack Straw. It's kind of just no, uh, it's 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 just kind of like the opener, uh, five minute like get you into the show Jack Straw, and that's not that's not bad. It's just it's a straightforward version. It's not showy. Yes, I agree. I do, but I I think it's I mean what I've written down is um just that the harmonies are great singing's great it's the whole i i would say it's probably the one song where the singing is great throughout um and they're just they're super tight and um yeah i just said it's overall really good they do <laughs> it's i like nice. it's just such a solid yeah. version and it's not my favorite jack straw yeah but it's up there I would agree with you that towards the end, the three of them, um, singing wise, they're they are they are really on. Yeah. Again, I I can't get over just Brent as a member of the Grateful Dead as a happening to that musical experience. He is such a force to be reckoned with. Just his harmonies, his high harmonies in Jack Straw. Every time yeah. they come through, I'm like, oh my god, Brent, keep going. Because he sounds so good. And he, if I were to get up and dance for that song and I was being critical, 
I'd get up and dance for it anyway. I mean, it's a good Jack Straw. Who wouldn't? But um, if I was sitting being critical, he'd be the first one to get me on my feet. Every time he came in during the chorus, I was like, I, I got to be dancing, you know? Yeah. And it's just the emotion and the power he brought through that particular tone that he's got so good. Yeah, that like raspy voice. Yeah, but exactly. it's still, it's not, it's raspy, but it's beautiful at the same time. Yeah. And It's a good balance. Yeah. I, I would agree. I think that on especially on the week and run, that's really yeah. that's yes. really what pulls you in to that song so strongly is like the his singing over what he's doing with I know we we were kinda t- discussing this earlier, but harpsichord like sounding weren't Dave was yeah. saying he thinks they might like well, a piano. I'm acoustic See, I piano, think it's I think it is an acoustic piano it because be. it does I mean, it it could be electric. I'm not sure. I have no idea. Like, it very well yeah, could we be. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> on that <laughs> but, giant stadium like, I, show. It, it also, very, it very well could. It's definitely a piano. Um, It's just like. Or a manipulation of a piano setting. Yeah. It's, it, well, it's it anything sounds around like there. it's like an acoustic piano, but he's really just playing for the most of the show, honestly, is that he's, he's really just playing in the, um, in like the upper octaves of the piano because mm-hmm. like you really don't get a lot of bass from him or anything in the lower frequencies i have kind of a i've kind of a this is a, this might be a little too general or too uh too blanket of a statement but do you think at all that because i would say generally i think his playing style is a lot of that like it's mostly in the upper octaves do you think that that lends itself to why 80s dead has that kind of like it's got a little bit of that like pop rock feel like it's a little bit poppier do you think that the that the piano lends itself to that that is a broad spread question but it's also not a bad question yeah um i think it could i'm not i haven't really thought about that that much because i think brent has a lot to do i i personally think that the piano has a lot to do with the 80s sound specifically yeah I mean, I, I think I think you can define any of their, yeah. um, like, eras. Also, it is by a lot by like you could define it just by pianists. Yeah, he, he said what I was gonna say. You can yeah. define it by pianists, but also what's interesting is defining within each iteration of the group where they had a seismic shift in their, you know, mm-hmm. expressive ability or, or or what they preferred doing. Um, I think that. Brent's da- uh, absolutely had an effect on on their musical direction as to like how they played their music, um, but I also think back to your point about he plays more with like upper upper notes, right hand. He's not very bassy. Um, I think he plays where he sings. I think he he likes yeah. that you know he likes that whole register of being able to be expressive and bombastic and maybe a little bit unexpected because that that mobility is easily afforded in the upper range. It's not that easily afforded in the lower range. And if you're a righty, and maybe he was, I don't know if he's a righty or a lefty, then his left hand was just holding down the marks, and he's going at it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think even less of a technical perspective and more of just a, a, a instrumentalist perspective, I think he's playing where he sings because he's got more expression there, or he might feel more comfortable. Yeah, I could definitely see it being that. Which isn't a bad thing, man. He's No, I think, he, I think he kills there. it. I think yeah. part of the reason I like... Um, that sound is because I think it their whole 
I mean, from a from a like mixing and like mm-hmm. sound design stand like viewpoint, um, every kind of every instrument occupies its own space in the frequency spectrum is mm-hmm. what it feels like, and it just all fits so nicely. Like nothing is nothing is overcrowding another instrument. Um, you feel like you can kind of hear everything in its own. I don't know. In you its know own what? form and it like it fits. I've got it all just add. fits like almost like a puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. I would say the only thing that was missing on this show would be a little more mids. Oh, oh yeah, well more <laughs> I mean, oh, you could always use more cowbell. Come uh, on. Listen <laughs> to <laughs> it. No boys. Um, I, I got something to add to that though. Um I realized literally this afternoon, uh or or yesterday, uh Bobby's tone has always been mildly abrasive to my ear. You know, I like a more caramel-type tone. I don't know if that makes any sense, but something that's, like, sweet and yeah. kind kind of caresses but can also be bold and, and have a stance when he needs to. Um, Bobby's always been very sharp, very metallic, very... Yeah. Yes. But I understand that's what he's going for. I'm not knocking what his personal preference is. I just never understood it until I was listening to a couple of different shows in tandem with this show. I was mixing it up because I was on a road trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was either, I think it was this show, but it might have been the 77 show I was listening to. I, I'm pretty sure it was this, though. His tone is, is sharp again. Mm. Just kind of like, I mean, not just like Dead & Co., but um, at Dead & Co., I also noticed that it was sharp to my ear. Mm. And it didn't compliment Mayer as well. But God, it compliments Jerry. Yeah. I did yeah. not notice it that until, I sat, until yeah. I sat down I with agree. this show and understood that he does that because of Jerry, not because of, I, you know, I, it might be because I like this style, but I, I was listening to an interview with him and he's like, my sole job is to do everything I can to be the best background and backup for that guy because that guy's doing all the cool stuff. So he's yeah. complimenting Jerry as best he possibly can. And now that I understand that that's the origin of his tone, it sounds, well, more easily complimentary. It fits better. It fits like that puzzle piece you were it discussing It does, earlier. yeah. It fits nicely. I think that's another reason I've... I mean, when I was first getting into the dead, and when we went to Dead and & Company, and I was, and you were trying to get me into Wolf Bros. And I was always like, I just don't like Bobby's See, tone. But when I would go back to listen to like old, to like Dead albums, um, I wouldn't even really... It's not that I wouldn't notice Bobby. It's just I wouldn't like be like, yikes that's rough yeah. on my ears mm-hmm. um and I, th- I think it's for that exact reason that you were just saying i don't think i really uh, to that point i don't think i noticed um that like bob i think the song of theirs where you really like first if you're if you don't always hear bobby as much where you really can like find him i'm not saying on this album but um althea like he has that sharp kind of abrasive attitude on Althea and he's using slide a lot of the time too. So it, that lends itself to it, I think as well. But that song, I always notice he kind of sticks out a little bit, but it works. And the other thing is that I think his tone now has changed even way more than back then. Cause yes. when he does Wolf Bros, Absolutely. like to your point, like Wolf Bros, when he plays with the Wolf Bros, it is very janky and weird. And like, cause they're set up more like a jazz trio. And it is strange when, you know, I, when you're there seeing them, like, even when he's on acoustic, it's got that, it's got that exact, that sharp, that like, sharp like attack. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's the way he's picking. 
That's heat who is you what can it is. Hear. I think you can pick. hear. Yeah. He also doesn't. He. I've noticed too. I don't know if this is as much back then, but especially with Wolf Bros, he doesn't let stuff resonate. Like it's very like he. He kind of just. He the does he almost picks, like a like, he, like a quick little like yeah like flick of the wrist and then almost like dampens it real yes. quick or something yeah. But I think his tone like now like to your to your point with dead I think dead and co and with Wolf Bros like, um it's even more it's almost it's sharper yeah it's it's and even it, more yeah I'm Bobby and, and it I doesn't work as much. That. I well I. I appreciate that perspective as well because I agree. I don't think it works as much, but I appreciate that he is Bob Weir. Do whatever course, the fuck he course. wants. Like yeah. he still isn't. It's man. what his you know. It's yeah. his world. It's We're his just playing in it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but I mean, in the same respect, you're absolutely right. I don't believe, in my personal opinion, that it works as well in a full mix as as what his sharper tone would do to complement Jerry's mm. more mellow playing and, and tones that he played with see i wrote down uh, um, i actually wrote down a specific note about a moment where i loved bobby's tone on this show which was uh around the 515 mark during estimated profit there's a jam i think it's the second kind of solo and jam that they're going into and i realized later i think that is also a big reason why i liked that song so much because he, I think it's him. I could be wrong. Could be Jerry, but I'm pretty sure it's Bobby during that jam who throws on. It, it almost sounds like he throws on like an overdrive pedal or something. But he goes for a little bit more of like a like an overdriven tone, almost like what he had on like the Giants show later. Yeah. And he kind of does this one moment where he's courting, and it's it's like this overdriven tone, and I really I really liked it. But it it's very clearly distinct from like his tone the rest of the show. Um, there yeah. might I think there's even other moments where he might have used that tone as well, but I just probably didn't notice them as clearly. But yeah, I need to take a look at it. But I also noticed that um, Jerry was playing with a with an octave pedal. Really? A couple of times. Oh, I did not okay. notice that. Did you not notice? No. Oh, that might have been a different show. That? I might be dumb. Um, but there, I, I think I noticed him playing with an octave pedal. No, you, you could be right. What, do you remember what song or no? I don't remember what song. Mm. I'm going to check it, but you can cut this because that was a whole <laughs> independent section. Of <laughs> no, itself. we're keeping this. I did notice. I'm not, I'm not cutting that. I'm, I'm not cutting anything. <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> if, if, there's, uh, if I got that wrong, then you're obligated on the screen to put up like a little asterisk next yep. to it. Jerry did not play with an octave pedal. <laughs> he does not know what he's talking about. <laughs> but um, Do no, not I, listen to this man. Exactly. He's falsehoods, spreading falsehoods. Does anyone have a song that they want to rip into next? That I think the bird I did, song actually. is probably... No, we I haven't did. touched the bird song uh, yet. We haven't song even yet. touched the bird song, but you I do... Wait, really quick. I do want to say... Um, it's not really a specific song, because he does it a few times, but Brent's uh, organ... Yes. So good. His organ playing, and I think specifically on... Bu- 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 <laughs> uh, Take your time. Yeah, I want to <laughs> say... Okay, I'm Promised Land, specifically. Oh. I think his... I think that's the best part of that song. Okay. Is Brent's organ on Promised Land. Um, so you liked The Promised Land. What did you think was so strong about okay, it? Okay, well, actually, uh, this I like Promised Land as a song, but I wasn't so happy with this particular one. Oh, okay. I thought you liked this one. Because I, I like... 
I liked this promised land. There were a couple of times when I I found myself singing along to it pretty pretty strongly in a car. But um, mm. Bobby forgot the lyrics. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't even I didn't even pick that up. Like I, I mean, see, I got to be honest. First, full disclosure. I think you guys definitely disclaimer. I should say. I think you guys definitely um, absorbed the show a little bit a little bit more than I did. I definitely could have like spent a little bit more time exploring this one. Um, well, Grateful Dead shows yeah. are so dense that you have to listen yeah. to them time and time and time. I, I had yeah. this on, like, while I was doing dishes and cleaning the house and, you know, driving, you know, on a road trip, like, a couple yeah, that's hours. that's what it was for me as well. Exactly. I just, just whenever I got a chance, like, and I was going to play music, I was putting on this exactly. show. And it's a good show, and it's got a lot of ups and downs. After a little while, I found it a bit numbing because the thing about this show that got me... And the reason that I found it mildly fatiguing after listen through, through, listen through, through, listen through, um, was that it's it's a very good show. It's very if w- consistent. It chugs right along. Wait, let's leave. There. Let's leave this part till the end. Oh, you remember damn. at the very. That no, was a really good. Just get I was getting into a vein. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but this was the part we we're going to talk about at the end when we all say our overall. Thoughts. Yes, yeah, we can right. say that. All right, right. So, bird right. song. God damn. We want to go on to bird song. Yes, let's get right in. I'm sorry, Brady. What are you thinking? I w- well, I, I, <laughs> we were going. I, I was guess like, was I'm getting, I just have a couple of quick yeah. comments about the first set because Bird Song's towards the end of the first set. So yep. I'll just say a couple of quick things. And if anyone uh, disagrees, we can expand. I'll I think the Bertha is pretty solid, <laughs> but I think it's just a pretty straightforward Bertha. Wasn't really blowing me yeah, away. Yeah, I didn't even write notes for I Bertha. would say if, if a like, average Bertha is a 5, I would make it a 5.7. Yeah, I would agree. Because it was better than average, but it wasn't like, I'm not, Yeah, you know. Yes. We all loved The We Can Run. Brent was the star of the show. So good. Um, I do have to agree with David. I really, I had the same feeling about the Ramble on Rose as I did on the Bird song. It was good, but it was like, it was like, all right, next song. Wait, that was your thought on Bird song? No, 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 not Birdsong, Ramble on Rose. You said no. the same thought as the I will get to it. We'll sorry. get to it. No, 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 no. The same, I meant same thought. Yeah, same thought is on Bertha. Ah, Bertha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a distinction. Yeah, see, I, so I agree with that. I'll <laughs> restate that. So, yeah, the Ramble on Rose, I thought, um, the Ramble on Rose, I thought kind of the same thing as with Bertha. It just, it didn't blow me away. Mm. I liked it, but. Yeah, I liked it just because I like Ramble on Rose. I, I'm biased for that fact, but yeah. it was it was again like a five point seven to six. If again, if your average is a five out of ten, yeah, I see, I would put it below a five if I'm being really? honest. Mm. Yeah, I really was just kind of like because I I like Ramble on Rose. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? It's a great song. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. This version really just did not do it for me. Um, I think it just. What's it come down to? What didn't do it? It was kind of like everything. Nothing really stood out as being like good. (laughs) Not good. Like great. Nothing Um, stood out as being. (laughs) Everything. I don't know. It was all like all right. You sound like a. It was just all right. You sound like a pageant mom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What was wrong with my performance, mom? Oh, nothing. Just nothing about it stood out (laughs) to me as, I don't know, good. (laughs) Yikes. Um, <laughs> you can just stop now. You just, that's the yeah, end we of can, David's. All right, that's I'm out of the band. That's awesome. All right, so bird song. <laughs> yeah, let's go on uh, bird song. That's like, what a great, what a great transition. Uh, <laughs> so, 
I know you obviously brought up. Um, we were talking about how Branford uh, was switching up the sax as he was on yes. in this thing. Uh, I don't know if he does it on Birdsong. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if well, he switches you're the, it on Birdsong. He does it on But what is he playing on? Yes, he Do does. you know what he's, he's playing? He's playing soprano. Okay. I know for a fact he's playing soprano. I don't know if he switches to tenor. I don't think he does at all on Birdsong. I know he switches on Dark Star. He's, I think he starts out on... I don't remember. <laughs> I think I think one thing with this show when when he's on and then I I'll let you guys go. I'm I'm gonna just give my brief kind of pointer. Um, I think with Birdsong, you know, there's there's obviously something about all the songs that he's on with the saxophone where you're like, oh, that song was kind of like meant to have sax on it. Um, I think that to your point, the eyes of the world definitely. Like, I do agree with you. When you hear yeah. that song, you're like, oh, this song should have had sax on the studio album version. Um, but Bird's Song was another one of those ones. Like, some of the other songs, they, they worked, but I was also like, oh, I've, I I also like versions that way more that don't have this. And I, I would say I probably, I would say that the Veneta version, I probably like more than this one of Bird's Song. But, um... You disagree? I love I do the disagree. Veneta. I song. love the Veneta too, as well. You like this one more? Um, this but I do this like might this one be more. a number two, though. Honestly, like this bird song, like was really. I was like, wow, you know, like wow. This is a really good bird song. I, again, was, th- th- yeah. this one is made by the saxophone. Yeah, absolutely. Like he kills it. Yeah, he kills he, it. He kills it, but it's just so interesting when you've got this beautifully built cake mm-hmm. by an artisan, and then you just. You can't possibly make it any better, and then you jizzle the secret sauce on the top. It's like, oh my yeah. god, it's someone's. How do you do that? You had a saxophone. I also thought Jerry Brentford was Marcellus. strong on this one. He said, "I thought his singing was his singing a little bit was strong. His singing one. was good yeah. on this one. I think it that's was all like I don't know. It was more emotional, mm-hmm. was what it felt like too. And I f- I felt the same about Eyes of the World. I mm-hmm. think if you've which ever is why I like that one, if you've ever played a set. And you've got a bunch of songs that you've played before. Uh, and they're all good. You know, you have fun with all of them. But then all of a sudden you come up to the song that either you want to do, not necessarily one that you get into every single time, but it's like, oh, tonight I'm feeling this. I feel like Jerry kind of had that, that thought process because Branford was on stage. He's like, man, this song is going to sound fantastic with Branford on. And I want to be on for that, and so I think he kind of. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna fucking knock this one out of the park. And he did. Um, yeah. And I, he does with everything. He's Jerry Garcia, but you know, you know what I mean. When you when you can consistently be that good, every once in a while you key and you're like, hey, I'm just gonna put that little extra extra oomph into this one. I think he pulled that out with with the bird song, with uh, Branford on it. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's it's just it's so good. There's nothing, so yeah. The, the there's nothing bad about the bird song. Like, I flip it up. Like I can't sorry, even I'm dropping off a bit. I I do apologize. I can't no, even get upset at the vocals. I mean, Jerry was right on. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. within the realm of what Jerry does, but he was really good. You know, and and my dad says it really well. Um, he plays like rain, and he sings in such a way that he it's just like this forlorn, like sigh almost but but with more presence 
I don't know how 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 to describe it. There's a different way, and there's there's better iterations of that description. But he does. He plays like raindrops at times, and he has this 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 cry that'll pull you out of yourself. Um, both Jerry and Brent are very very good at that in their own individualistic and very unique ways. I don't think they're similar in how they do it. I think they just do it very well. Is it okay if we if I just skip around like? I'm going to kind of take a big leap. But to to that point that you're bringing up with Jerry's playing, I know this is a a big characteristic of just the the DNA of this song, like any version. But um, I think part of what I really loved and appreciated with the Dark Star in this one, like in that song always it sounds like, to your point, like rain. Like it just, Jerry just sounds like he's cascading through those scales. And, um that the version in here was i mean i think part of why i loved it as we've discussed the the three the three members of the band in this show that were just killing it are brent um branford and jerry and, and sorry that's not to say the other members aren't fantastic no, of course, it's just they're holding down like a like a freight yeah, train yeah. And they're doing they're doing the hard work yes. the good work yeah yeah <laughs> the good yeah. righteous work but those three members really did kick it out there the stars yeah yeah Sorry, continue. No, no, I just in in exactly right. Everyone else was holding it down for them and really like, you know, also had their high moments, but those three just on on this particular show just really worked well together as a little team. And um I think part of the thing with the Dark Star was that that was where I really felt it. I really felt them. I felt like Jerry was cascading through those scales and I I felt like um I really felt that that Branford was also just complimenting that in a way that I'd never heard before on a dark star. So I would agree, like it's it's not close to the best dark star, but it's very much so one of the most unique I've ever heard. And there were moments on this thing, especially towards the end of it, um, when they started to go a little bit more. They, you know, where it's getting into drums and they're starting to almost like fall apart a little bit. There was a, there was a, a section, I think around like the, the last like three to two minutes of, of the first version of Dark Star in this, where it almost felt like, like, I want to say like Bitches Brew by like Miles Davis or that era of Miles Davis electric jazz, because it's like, it's like a lot's just going on and chaos, but it's working together in a way that's really um, enriching. So yeah, I would definitely agree. It is super unique, mm-hmm. and um, the saxophone just like adds a whole nother level to their playing. I'm sorry, that was a long tangent. No, but, but that was no, a great. That was good. It was a star tangent. That was a great diatribe. It was good. What question? Does it go dark star drum space? Yes, and then back. Okay, that's why. So, every time... See, I believe the end of this Dark Star into Drums in Space. Um, that's what left me with a, a less than lustrous impression of this Dark Star. Um, I liked this Dark Star a lot, but it it didn't transition gently into that good night. <laughs> It fell apart. But that, <laughs> like I'm sorry, yeah. into that drums, it really fell apart, and that's what that's what kept mm. stayed in my head. It's not to say I didn't really appreciate the uniqueness of that that 
the orchestration of that Dark Star, the way they did it, the way each player complemented each other, you know, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's just the way they transitioned into that next song that left that taste in my mouth about that particular Dark Star. See, I liked that section because I liked that almost like Leo saying like Miles Davis, or I, I would even mention like the Ascension album by John Coltrane, which has a lot of that same, like it's not as electronic, but it's got like chaos, just chaos going on. And that kind of like avant-garde jazz approach. I, I really like that. Atonal. Yeah. Okay, there we Man, go. Maybe I'm not, I'm a, just not cultured. I don't well, know. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. It's no, a, I know. It's an but... abrasive, it's a, it's an abrasive style. Like it is, it sounds like everything's falling apart. It sounds like everyone's playing over each other and just kind of like, like I, I guess atonal is the term, but like. Where it lacks a, a key center. Yes. There isn't any, yes. you're just, and you're going through all 12 notes. Yes. Of the 12 tone system. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's not, yeah. So and rhythms atonal. are falling apart as well on top of each other. I feel like Everyone's I'd be really yeah, curious I mean, that's to look a, into a, that. Atonal general, yeah, I guess atonal music. Because I haven't, I haven't heard that that whole uh, Miles Davis stuff that you're talking about. Like, like that those particular references you're bringing up, I haven't mm. listened Ooh. to. But I'd be curious to. I think Bitches Brew would bitches definitely be. Must listen. There's a Bitches yeah? Brew live album. Maybe we could do. We could cover Might that, have to do that someday. One. Yeah, yeah. That's right. a cool album. Yeah. Because with that with that background, it would probably be a different listening experience for me. But as somebody who's uninformed from that perspective, it did yes. sound a bit yeah. like it was starting to fall apart. Well, in in the funny thing with that um, specific moment of jazz and that kind of character of the music like it's very you gotta you gotta it grows on you it's not like the first time i heard that album for instance like it was like this is not my favorite miles davis album like you know what am i hearing here there's just a lot going on yeah but it's as you start to listen a little deeper and you pick the pieces um that it'll grow on you so I wouldn't say it's un that you're unlike informed. I would just say it it's a it's a it's a hard sound to to grow accustomed to. Yeah, you really got to like get familiar with it because if you're not, it's really. I think uh, I I would just say yeah. I can't think of too many moments where they do that or the dead do that. I can't either, which but is I, I think that why like I was style. I remember. Music. I mean, they the, usually do it in every. Dark Star. Well, I feel like it. There's like that. Well, there's a always period. a part. Yeah, it seemed longer in this Dark Star. Yeah. I remember the Europe '72 Volume Two version of the other one on the second disc. There's also a Dark Star on that second disc that does it, but the other one on that, they really do it in that. Yeah. In that version. Yeah. But that's the only other one that comes to mind. So uh, to your point, like it's not, it's not as common for them. I really, I did like the Dark Star though. I liked the Dark Star, and I liked. Um, I'm not sure I like the space. Although I'm always iffy on space. That's that's just uh, drums in space. Drums, I can see opinions on space. It's a bit hard to have an opinion on, <laughs> just because it's so many things to so many different people, you know. But the drums was was yeah. Space I, is kind of just drums like. Is good. I don't know. There isn't. It's hard to like judge space yeah because there's no it up is down down is up left is right and everything is diagonal exactly yeah which means you know the general measurements by which you would discern whether something is good or bad does not apply your scale does not measure what my thing is because my thing is a completely different realm than what you're measuring yeah that's space in a song so 
but it's yeah. still cool. I mean, it's it's definitely it's. My dad says it's time to go pee. <laughs> when drums his face comes <laughs> on, go to the bathroom, uh, get some no. snacks. That is the usual. Come back. I mean, it is. It is. Because you don't want to leave during the break, then you're gonna come back to a missing spot. Well, you're gonna come back to a missing spot during drums or, space too. Just don't leave. Or don't say bring a diaper. Or I swear to God. No, I was gonna say or. Whoa, making friends here on Van Jam and episode one. Yeah, already making um, friends. <laughs> so, all right. So, out of you know, we had the second set, Eyes of the World, estimated drums, um, or Dark eyes. Star drum space. Good eyes. Did you guys? What does everyone have to say, kind of about the end of the show? The wheel, throwing stones, turn on your love light, knocking on heaven's door. So I would say, um, for me. The uh, the wheel, throwing stones, meh. They were all right. Um, I liked Turn On Your Love Light, and I liked Knocking On Heaven's Door. I didn't like it first, but it's grown on me yes. since the first time I listened to it. Um, that is my quick synopsis of the last third of the show. Got some thoughts. Just some. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> so the wheel and throwing stones, I don't even really remember throwing stones. I'm not going to lie. And I listened to that show a whole bunch. It was very, it was the most forgettable of all of them for sure. But and it was nine minutes long too. So which that is was like, <laughs> how does that happen? <laughs> um, but the wheel reminded me how much I like that song. Um, not because this particular version was, was jamming though, which was weird. Like I would listen to it and actively be thinking, Wow, I really like this song. I haven't heard it in a while, but I don't necessarily like it because this version kicks ass, mm. you know. Um, so, kind of went by, but those last two songs, what was it? It's something in Knocking on Heaven's Door. Uh, uh, turn on your love light. Yeah. Turn right. on your love light. Turn on your love light. I liked it, but I'm not gonna lie, and don't take this the wrong way. Knocking on Heaven's Door. I liked it. And I would sit through it with a beer in my hand at a concert happily. But if I were headed for the door and trying to beat traffic, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been that upset. Okay. Like, I would have loved to tune into a radio and, and listen to it, listen to them finishing up the concert or maybe catch it the next day. But I'm not going to lie. I probably would have been headed. If I um, were on the floor at a concert in a stadium, I would have been headed for the door. Not because of the music, but because, like, at that point in the show, I was like, all right, guys, thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. This is the last one. <laughs> I do feel you like know? I might have been disappointed. If I had been at this show with that last third, I think I would have been disappointed. Yeah. Especially with, because I, I think the strongest is in that middle section of the show. And then, like, after that, then you just kind of pull out this, like, yeah, meh. And it's not to say third. that it's not to say the dead is disappointing. They never disappoint. I mean, no. on a on a scale of, you know, they on their worst day, they are better than ninety nine percent of performing musicians out there who are doing their thing. That's just how they are. That's what they do. Um, but on a scale of Grateful Dead compared to Grateful Dead, when you hold them to their own standard, that last what what did you call it? A third? Yeah. Last fourth. Third. Um, last third or so was just the energy was lower. They were mm-hmm. tired, um, and I I didn't necessarily like you know the world's greatest cover band. They do all these covers fantastically because they do it the, the way they want to, mm-hmm. and they did knocking on heaven's door absolutely in their own style the way they wanted to, 
but it sounds like they were just playing it, not doing their own interpretation and taking pride in it and having fun. And they were playing an encore that was on the set list. And I, I don't know. I probably would have started walking at that point, not uh, because I don't like them, just because you know I gotta get to my car. Yeah, I'm gonna say about the last four. Um, I thought the w- I didn't really, you know, I kind of agree with you guys. I think it was, you know, here's my thing with the whole show that will actually I'll leave that for after. But basically, I would just say with the last four, definitely the weakest part of the show. Um, the wheel was good. The uh, well, again, not the best version. The only real note I had on it was Jerry's tone was really I really liked his guitar tone on that song. Um, but outside of that. Um, you know, throwing stones was forgettable. I've heard them do better versions of knocking on heaven's door. I actually was going to say, I really did like the love light on this. I really liked the love light, uh, for closing up the second set that it wasn't the best love light. It was nothing crazy, but, um, I really, I really liked it. And it was also one of the few like older songs that was in the set, like really old, um, so yeah and i agree with you guys though i think like the end of this show like the very end those last four would have been i just think something else would have been cooler at the end either an other one might have been cool but honestly like uh if you wanted to do a slower yeah, an other one with yeah. the with i the actually phone would have yeah. been incredible i actually think a good slow song would have been stella blue with um Branford. I think that could have been really powerful, almost in a way that like the bird song was. Um Morning Dew also. I would say those three oh, could have I been didn't really think cool. about that. That would have been fucking incredible. Yeah, that that would have been like the way to end that yeah. I didn't oh, even man. think about that. Have either. a morning dew to close it out. I think with, that would have been crazy. With Branford on so the good. Oh. But yeah. that would have been I mean that's that's too know, much to ask for. That's, that's too much. That's just yeah. that's an angel coming down and putting yeah. a cherry on a cake. So, but yeah, do we want to do uh, final final comments on the overall thoughts on the show? Yeah, I think it's about it's been about an so. hour. Who do we? Uh, who wants to start? Do we want to go MC? You want to? Yeah, you want to go first? We. Uh, I think I started them braiding them. So yeah. Okay. I will be the first one to admit I did not listen to this show as many times as I probably need to to really really like love it and have a big opinion on it um i definitely could have listened to this one a little bit more and i will in the future but part of why i think i didn't is because it didn't it didn't grip me in a way where i was like obsessed to turn it on overall i loved the show i would probably say that this was like a solid like a six or a seven out of ten i'd probably say like a 6.5 out of ten for me um i thought this was a really solid show i think that there are some big highlights on this show i think that the eyes of the world the bird song the dark star um and i guess my my personal choice the estimated profit i thought those were all contender versions um maybe the dark star being the least contender version that bird song really might be one of the greatest bird songs of all time um and it this show left me wanting to listen to a lot more branford marcellus and him with the band I think a big thing with this show, and I, I, I know I've spoke with Braden and yourself about this a little bit before. 
I think part of my thing with this show is because it was their first time playing with Branford Marcellus, there was a little bit more hesitancy. It felt like the whole show there was a little bit more of a of a of a laying back and kind of feeling him out and feeling out the band with this, you know, instrument that they're not used to. And because of that, I felt like there were fewer moments on this thing where it it like built up and really like kicked through the roof. Like the, you know, it was, it was a little more laid back. It was a little more of them trying to figure it out. And I just felt that hesitancy kind of throughout it. It kind of felt a little bit like they were just kind of getting through the songs and just kind of, kind of on a consistent plateau plateau throughout. However, with that said, um, I would say that eyes dark star and again the bird song those three were really the moments where i felt it did peak um but yeah overall loved the show i just felt that there were a lot of moments on this thing where i felt it was pretty consistent um but i think the later shows of branford must be yeah we gotta do this for sure we gotta we gotta listen to those later shows with branford oh, yeah. man he's he's just such an asset just such an addition. You want to go next? Yeah, I'll take next. Um, so overall thoughts on this show are ranging because I completely agree with your stance. Like you, you were like, I didn't listen to it as much, um, which honestly is just a a, a comment on the show a bit. Um, and I don't I don't mean to say that in a way that that implies that it's a bad thing. Uh, it's a fantastic show. Again, they're the Grateful Dead. They just do that. But um, <clears throat> to your point, it is a bit of a consistent, you know, chuggy show. Uh, like in the sense that on their best, on their worst day, they're better than most people at their best. But the dynamic range was was like flat, if you will. Uh, not not dynamic range, but they didn't they didn't light off like a firecracker yes. on several occasions yes. like they do in several other sets. And, and my mm-hmm. dad can attest to it. He's like, man, when I went to see the Grateful Dead, sometimes they would bring you right in, start whispering in the ear, or make you start laughing, or make you rowdy, and then they would have you your your ass is on fire, the roof is on the ground, and everybody is having a riot. And then by the end of the song, they got you right back in the palm of your hand. This show didn't do that. This show was a great road trip show mm-hmm. because I could listen to it consistently and I could tune in when I needed to or when I wanted to, but it wasn't a cardinal sin to tune out at the perfect moment of like a great solo if I have to pay attention to a stoplight or I'm merging onto a highway. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, yes. that's really hard yeah. to describe, but like, it was just such a consistently good show that I felt great tuning in and I felt all right tuning out. I'll edit this. Right. I just have yeah. one last comment, and I'll edit this back into my part or something. My only other thing I did just want to say is this show has fucking big hits. Like, this show has Jack Straw, Bertha. It's got, um, you know, Bird Song's pretty big song in their category or in their catalog. It's got a Dark Star, which is arguably the biggest dead song, you know. And and that 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 eyes i mean it goes eyes estimated dark star drum space dark star wheel like those song that list right there like those are big hits and that's the thing at first glance when we were first picking the show i was like so i was like this has like this has some of the best and this that was the, the thing yeah. it's got a, it's a great like on paper it looks like a great set yes, list. yes. It, and is. it is a great my set. only it is, thing yeah. is that 
it is a great set list, but it just doesn't. It wasn't the best versions of all of those, so it and it's not. I don't know. It just yeah. It doesn't tickle in the same way. Not in the there's same certain way. Yeah, there's certain other shows really, yes. really do. Um, I would say I sort of agree with you and sort of disagree with you because um, I think the big moments um, are the saxophone. I would agree they don't really do the thing where they where they will like they will go quiet. And it's like whispering, and then all of a sudden it's just this big, loud, like grand. Like I was expecting, and then like, and then they go back and close the song with you know they don't have any of that. But I, I think that the saxophone adds enough interesting character for me to be like, this is a fantastic show. Well, that's that's why I loved it. Like it's a fantastic show, but that's exactly why I loved it for the road trip, right? Yes. Listening to it, they're consistently amazing. But then Branford would be that thing where I'm like, all right, I'm on this land. 30 miles. Yeah, see, take whenever a, take an whenever exit he came straight. in, I was always like, especially attention. like when he comes in and on Eyes of the World, it's like it snaps Whoa. you to attention. <laughs> it's like, grabs just, you. Yeah. Exactly. And doesn't like, matter what I you're doing. It feels like you've never heard a song you've heard a million times before. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like totally oh, different. And I think Eyes and Birdsong and honestly the Dark Star. I was like those. I don't know. I would say those are enough to make me like love this show. Um, and it's still probably one of my more favorite shows. Um, but definitely not the best. Um. Yeah, but I do really enjoy it. Yeah, man, that was a good show. Good suggestion. That was, that that was, was that actually my suggestion. Good suggestion, Dave. Dave. So first, sh- because first of show. the saxophone. Because I heard, because I was like, oh my God, they have eyes with saxophone. <laughs> and then I listened to the whole show. I was like, it's a pretty good show. And I just kept listening to it. But It is a good show. Yeah. First one was David's recommendation. And uh, yeah. We'll see. I think next we we might go with you with the two terrapins, two terrapins which is a wonderful a show. show. Um, I'm excited. That's yeah. what I've been listening to in tandem when I'm not listening to the this show. Uh, I was listening to the two terrapin in Hartford, 1977. Mm. So good. Man. It's fast. It is fast, but it's right. really good. And for anyone okay. who will be tuning in next time, that's probably what we're going to be doing. So if you're curious to listen to that show, the album is Two Terrapin. It's May 28th, 1977, I think. I think so, yeah, 28th. Yes, Hartford, Connecticut. Um, it's coming up this Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get it in Yeah, in I don't time, think we will, but, but still. We'll be doing that one next, probably. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. If you are tuning in, uh, please subscribe uh, to the channel if you're interested. Um, you know, I think we're going to we're gonna we're gonna do all kinds of stuff we're not really we're not really sure, sure. smash that like make button. sure to <laughs> smash that like button yeah. leave a um, comment right. down below yeah, yeah. but and if, i have a patreon if you guys uh, want yeah. to join that too and lastly raid shadow legends raid Sha- <laughs> and well just uh to introduce today's sponsor squarespace and raid shadow legends have I have I, I mentioned think, Tunnel I don't Bear? I think we're gonna be able to use that part. <laughs> no, none <laughs> no, of that. No, we gotta cut that out. But <laughs> but yeah, uh, please. NordVPN. <laughs>
please do uh please do join the channel if you enjoy and uh if you have any anybody has any suggestions i guess anything that you want us to talk about a show or a band or an album or something we're yeah. just kind of we're kind of getting getting started so we're dudes in a van if talking actually music, talking like music. watches yes. and listens to this yes give us a recommendation yes hey <laughs> Call us up, why don't you? Give us, give us some music to listen to. You schmuck. Don't use that. Don't you no, dare use that. that okay, I swear to God. Nope.